Just want to remind y'all again, the Bethel Youth Camp, October 19th to 22nd. I need volunteer help to search for Rachel Canada about that. And the uh, <clears throat> August the 12th, that's this coming Saturday, one, uh, the service at 6 o'clock on that Saturday night, then one service that next day, this next Sunday. Uh, Brother Jason Jackson, ministering for us. That's all I have for announcements. So i got the uh, August birthdays to go over here. Uh, August birthdays are Levi Roberts. Jeffrey Stewart, uh, Jasmine Morales, Lily Roberts, Hope Fountain, Melody Durrett, uh, Janine Roberts, Micah Brewer, uh, Lois, and uh, let's see, Luke Strickland, and Diane Roberts. So let's all sing to the uh, August birthdays. Oh, happy birthday to you. service cake and ice cream for brother and sister Dell for their anniversary and then communion and foot washing today and uh, just a quick uh, review over the progress from this morning sister Frida can you remember her Jimmy Williams sister Laureen uh, Garland sister uh, also Johnny's sister Ida Hurd and sister Johnny and the sister Audrey also uh, thank the Lord for your prayers thank you all for your prayers thank the Lord that our funeral trip went good Everything went perfectly there yesterday. And uh, I wanted Brother Anderson to project the picture of little uh, baby Sybil. Uh, this is Sybil May Moat. We mentioned her a while back for prayer. Um, she had a heart problem, possible hole in the heart. She went to uh, Tennessee to see if it, you know, to have surgery after she was born. And they said she didn't even need surgery. She's perfectly well. So, thank the Lord. That is uh, Forrest Moat's uh, grandbaby. And then also, uh, Sister Milka has a couple of requests here. Uh, thank, she, she said, I'm thankful for Brother John's ministry, Brother John Durrett. I asked him and Sister Alicia for advice as I thought I really needed to get a loan for a, a big bill. But we talked as a family, and the Lord moved, and we got through without a loan. So thank the Lord for Brother John. 
And also from Sister Milka, please remember my dad. Whenever he eats, he has a stomach issue. Thank you for your prayers. And also uh, my wife, Gabby, is struggling with a real bad headache, so let's remember her. Brother Benjamin, uh, starting back with his flight training uh, soon, so let's remember him. All unspoken requests. Go ahead, Brother Boyd. Mm-hmm. Thank the Lord for touching Brother Boyd's eyes, and let's all go to the Lord in prayer. Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for these many um, praises, Lord, that we have to offer up to you today, Lord, all the, and all those spoken prayer requests, all those who raise their hands with unspoken, just meet each of those needs according to your will, I pray. And touch my wife, Gabby, Lord, just take away that pain, that terrible headache from her, Lord, we just condemn that demon that would... Uh, afflict her, Lord, and cause her to be hindered. Just take that away, I pray, Father. And I uh, pray you touch um, Sister Milka's dad, Lord. Just help him when, when he eats, Lord, to be able to eat normal and everything be normal in his body. Thank you for touching all the requests we mentioned this morning and also be with uh, uh, all the requests from this afternoon, Lord. Uh, thank you for touching little Sybil May and for her continuing to uh, make her whole and well, let her grow and be healthy and normal and well. Thank you for touching Brother Keith, Lord, and for helping him minister for us this afternoon, Lord. Just give him the words to speak and help us to be attentive and hear what's being said. Take away all the sleepiness and other problems from us, Lord, that would hinder us in this service. And we give you all the glory and honor and praise for it. In Jesus' name, amen. Remain standing, please, for a moment. You are my refuge. You are my sanctuary. When I feel afraid. You are my refuge, you are my sanctuary, when I feel afraid, you're my hiding place, you are my refuge, here where the storm is raging, underneath your and sing you are my refuge if he's your refuge sing it unto him one more time you are my refuge oh just worship him you are my savior just let him know this afternoon when I feel afraid you're my hiding place you are my refuge here when the storm is raging sing as you are my refuge underneath your wings oh underneath your wings i rejoice and sing because you are my refuge you may be seated if you'd like mercy
Appreciate that. Amen. Amen. Zoe and, and Bella, come. Amen. Just imagine, saints, if, uh, you know, the those that cast their crowns before the throne, amen, crying, holy, holy, holy. It's the Lord God Almighty, amen. They never get tired. How can you get tired of before the presence? <laughs> Praise God.
watching in that need that we're praying for them amen Luke you can come now (laughs) and take up our offering (laughs) thank you uh, thank you Zoe thank you Bella Lily Zach we appreciate those songs amen bless this offering and uh, let brother Keith have a good service and um just let everybody have a safe drive home, and in Jesus' name I pray, amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. He was eager to take that offering, but he thought he had to take it earlier. We started the song service. No, I, was just, I was just asking. <laughs> <laughs> he, he wants to, he's sure, he wants to make sure. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. That's a prepared kid right there. Amen. Praise the Lord. Let's stand to our feet. You ready for the word? Amen. Let's sing It's a Highway to Heaven. With this, we'll have Brother Wade come. It's a highway to heaven. None can walk up there but the pure in heart. It's the highway. Sing that again. Oh, it's the highway to heaven. None can walk up there, but the pure in heart. It's the highway to heaven. Walking up the king's high. Oh, if you're not walking, if you're not walking, start
after we get finished and then we're going to have a little anniversary cake and ice cream downstairs with brother and sister dale and uh, just have a wonderful time in the lord we'll have a day full of blessings we sure appreciate all that singing sister lily's now been inserted into uh being able to play being able to play the piano when when it, when it, people are out like we were the other day we didn't get to hear her because we weren't here and she played the piano during the service so that was really good. You made it. You made it through. No falling over. No, yeah. You did good. And she sang while she played. Some of us can't walk and sing at the same time. We have to stop and sing and then walk. So I appreciate these ones that are given their that are given their talent. We got some new ones here. We got some old ones over here. But we got everybody doing it for the glory of the Lord. But uh, let's, uh, we're going to bring Brother Keith Reed out, and he's from Linstead, Jamaica. I've uh, been there many times myself, and we sure do appreciate him. Just remember now, next, uh, Brother Aaron will be preaching Wednesday. Next Saturday at 6 o'clock, we'll have service. Brother Jason Jackson will be here. We're expecting a pretty good crowd uh, from several other churches. So we're going to have finger food, so you sisters get together, talk among yourself, and bring something, chips, dip, um, vegetable plates and we'll get the uh, chicken tenders and we'll have a little uh, get together afterwards on saturday night and then we'll have one service on sunday uh just a regular normal service brother jason jackson from hardy arkansas will be with us next weekend and just keep that in your prayer amen uh, we're gonna invite our brother to come he did a wonderful job this morning and and he filled in a lot of gaps for me, so I you, we all learn something. I mean, we get something. If you don't get something, then then you know you go back and listen to it again. I mean, you'll get something. I promise you. If you if you want to hear, you're going to get it today. So let's sing. Open the eyes of my heart as our brother comes and speaks to us. Open the eyes of my heart, Lord. Bye. 
Amen. Praise God. Praise God. How many love him? Amen. Shake your neighbor's hand and say, God bless you. Amen. Praise God. Amen. Certainly a privilege to be here and to share with you. Amen. And our time is always short. And there's so much to do this evening, so we'll do a quick work. Amen. Amen. So, we'd like you to turn your Bibles to Colossians chapter 1, 12. Amen. As we look into the Word of God, and we're going to read from verse 12 to verse 18. And this evening, I'd like to speak within the same context. The the word expression becomes material. Amen. So the word expression becomes material. Let us bow our heads. Our Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you, God, for this privilege you have given to us again to, Lord, being your midst and Lord God, to hear your word. Heavenly Father, we realize that the eternal word of God being made manifest to us in this hour that we're living in. And how grateful we are, God. Father, we pray that you feed not just our body, nor our spirit. But Lord God, we pray that our soul would hear from our theophany. When the perfect word, O God, is delivered to us, O God, which is you. Have your way now as we look to you and believe you. In Jesus Christ's name we pray. Amen. Amen and amen. In Colossians 1 and verse 12. Giving thanks unto the Father, which has made us meet to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light. Who has delivered us from the power of darkness and has translated us into the kingdom of his dear son. In whom we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins. Who is the image of the invisible God? The firstborn of every creature, for by him were all things created that are in heaven and that are in earth, visible and invisible, whether they be thrones or dominions or principalities or powers. All things were created by him and for him, and he is before all things, and by him all things consist, and he is the head of the body the church, which is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in all things he might have preeminence. May the Lord add his blessing to the reading of the word. You may be seated. In works is fate expressed, 1965, paragraph 106. Brother Bram said, a Baptist minister told me not long ago, he said, I just can't accept revelation. I said then, you cannot accept the Bible. You cannot accept Christ because he is the revelation of God. He is God's reveal in flesh, simply. Therefore, the whole church is built upon 
divine revelation. Amen. Amen. Praise God. You know, we, we look at ourselves as a triune being. We are body, spirit, and soul. And let us look at it like this this evening. You know, what we say this morning, well, this flesh man is an unbeliever. He's an unbeliever. Your spirit is a make-believer. And your soul is a real believer. Because when you receive the new birth, it is your soul that is transformed. And the reason why we're still here is because this man, this house, needs redemption. Amen? So when you receive the new birth, your soul is redeemed. Amen? Amen? But this needs redemption. And the problem you have is in this flesh man and in your spirit. You know, so in church, there's malice, there's pride, there's envy, there's all these things really. That is the nature of your spirit. That one morning you wake up and you, you love one another. And you feel loved. And the next day the devil tell you nobody loves you. So your spirit is a make-believer. Sometimes he believes. And, and so there is a suppression because of where you live. Amen. The Holy Spirit is working on you. To bring you into the image of Christ. Amen. But the, the attitude or the pressure of this man. The outer man. The out you live in. Is causing you. Amen. To take the influence of the world. So you, 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 you look at the neighbor's car. And not only that you like it, you wish it was yours. That's envy. Amen? Does that make you a believer? But, but let us look at them of old. Peter, the man with the key that unlocked the door. Paul, the apostle says that Peter, when the Jews was around, he separated himself from the Gentiles. But then when there was no Gentiles looking, he eat and, and all of that with the, with the Gentiles. And Paul said to him, he rebuked him and said, Peter, you are to be blamed. So though even with the new birth, Peter had trouble in his emotions really. Amen? Because of that spirit. But so, so your body is an unbeliever. Amen? But listen, when you receive the new birth, that body is justified. Amen? Hallelujah. And... What he wants for his confidence is the first pull. He feels. He sees. That's where he lives. But your spirit is a make-believer. And if that spirit of yours be sanctified by the word. Amen. You see, when Jesus met the woman of Samaria, he did not operate with her flesh. She was not sick. Amen. But she needed sanctification, the second pull. Amen? Believe. If she could believe. But the soul is a believer. It received the baptism of the Holy Ghost. And the third pull is operating in him. So he knows. Amen? Hallelujah. So, we now look at, take that now to the eternal one. Now, Jesus, when he was here on earth, you know, he comes from the eternal word. And he comes into theophany. In the theophany, you know all things. And from theophany, 
he comes to the virgin born body. Amen. Now in his death, what happened? Amen. Jesus in his death, he was going back from where he come from. I come from God and I'm going back to God. Is that right? Amen. So in death, hallelujah. You know, while the body was in the grave, where was his spirit? He went and preached to the spirits that were in prison. Is that right? Amen. So when you die, I want to say this to you that for your confidence. And when somebody dies, they don't go in a space of absence. This body goes to corruption. Amen. But there's a part of you that's alive in another dimension. And that is why if you have ever hear the testimony of somebody that has died and was raised from the dead, they go into a sphere where it is sublime. It's perfect. Amen? And right there, they realize that this that we are in now is worse than where we're going to. Amen? That's why our brother Dixon tell me, he said, Brother Keith, I never want to come back. Amen. But I hear your voice when you call me. And I come back into that body. Wow. Amen. But he asked the question, how could I live in that for so long, for all these years in this corruptible world? Right. Amen. So as a believer, even death take us back into the presence of God. Yes. Amen. Amen. Yes. Hallelujah. Yes. But we come from God. Yes. Amen. We come from the word. We bypass our theophany. And come into flesh to be tested. Amen. But if you die. You step into that theophany house. Amen. Paul said in 2nd Corinthians 5.21. If my earthly house in this tabernacle is dissolved. We have a theophany that is waiting. High up in the heavens. And it's not made with hands. So in this we are groaning. We are under pressure. The pressures of this world is upon us, waiting to be clothed upon with our house that is in heaven. Amen. Praise God. Now, in the first seal, paragraph 12, Brother Bram said, he said, now Christ is the revelation of God. In other words, he brings God in plain view. He came to reveal God because he and God were the same. God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself. In otherwise, you never know just what God was until he revealed himself through Christ. Then you can see. You know, I remember the days when I used to get a publication from Brother Dale Ketch of uh, there were reports from Israel on a daily basis. And when the Israelis write about God, Jehovah, when they write the word God, they write G underscore D. Because they realize that what we say God, we, we don't even understand what we're saying. But when they speak of God, they speak of the eternal one, the eternal spirit. And because there's no concept, not even to write the word, they don't write it like that because it would not be the expression of who he is. That is why Jesus... The Lord Jesus is our only concept of God. When the Jehovah's Witness go around and oh Jehovah, Jehovah, they don't even know what they're talking about. Amen. Praise God. So 
Here now the prophet was coming up to bring to you the seventh seal. And in Christ the mystery of God revealed 101 he says. Now for a text I want to take out of there. For this for, for, uh, this for a text. Basing it up on the entire Bible. He said but I want us to title this. Christ is a mystery of God revealed. He said Christ be Christ being the mystery of God revealed. So the God we speak of, it is the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen? And our concept can't go further than that. Because he is the one. Now Christ the mystery of God revealed, paragraph 141, he said, No, the first thing was that God wanted to reveal himself to the people. He couldn't do it as a great Jehovah God who cover all space, time, and eternity. He could not. He's too great to ever be revealed to people because it would be too mysterious. How could that great being that never did begin, he said, that after you, you went beyond the cycle of hundreds of billions and trillions and trillions of here of light air space and on out into a, an infinite, he said, into the eternity. And a great creature that was all that and still is. But what he wanted to do, he loved fatherhood. For he was a father. And the only way that he could express it was to become a son of man. That's the reason Jesus kept saying, the son of man. See? They didn't know what he was talking about, many of them. But now we get it. Now we get it. The son of man. They didn't know what he was talking about, many of them. But now we get it, he says. He wanted to express himself. That was his one of the greatest threefold purpose was to express himself, identify himself with human being to be to reveal himself in Christ. Amen. And so that's the greatest you will get of the eternal God. He said, secondly, to have the preeminence in his body of believers. That is his bride. That he might live in his people. He could do that. He couldn't do that. He could do that in Adam and Eve, but sin separated them from that. And so, in the beginning, that's exactly what God wanted to achieve. What God is bringing you into now is what He wanted to achieve in Genesis. But sin marred that picture. But God is going to achieve what He set out to do. How is He doing it? Here you are. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Now sometimes people miss the picture sometimes by a, a quote or something that was said, you know, or so really. Now, let, let us always remember that Brother Branham was a son of man. He was a prophet. But he was a prophet revealing the son of man, Jesus Christ. Jesus was the prophet of all prophets. Amen? Now, they, they also use a, an expression. They said, well, the, 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 the message... And the messenger becomes one. That, that's fine if you've got a clear understanding. But the message is Jesus Christ. And you cannot make a son of man Jesus Christ. 
Moses, Brother Branham said, when he had the word of God to declare to the people, it was more than Moses. But when the word was declared, it was Moses again. Amen? Hallelujah. So don't take the prophetic forerunner more than a prophet. He was not deity. And if there's ever going to be any deity, the closest you'll ever get to deity is the bride of Christ being revealed by the word of God. Don't put it on him. Put it on her. Are you with me? Hallelujah. Because the bride is not married to a son of man. She's married to the son of man. And the two has become one. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. So in my mind for clarity. I always remind myself. But he is my Eliezer. Amen. And what was the ministry of Eliezer. Is to find a bride for Isaac. Amen. It was to find a bride for himself. Amen. So we've got to be careful of the idols of our relics and all that we keep because the reflection is Jesus Christ. Amen. The word expression becoming material. If the expression is Christ, then the material is Christ. Amen. So if there's any date we're talking about, it's not in Jeffersonville. It's in you. Amen. Christ, the fullness of the Godhead bodily. But you are coming into that fullness. Amen. And brethren, let's hold this really. That God is bringing you to a position for a body change. And all that fulfill God's purpose is going to have that change. Brother Brother Dale teaches years back, uh, he said, and if you ain't got the faith to make the change, then you've got to go by the grave. Is that right? But like when they left Egypt, remember they said, we will not leave a hoof back in Egypt. Everything that belongs to us is coming out. And in this exodus, everything that has the seal of God is going to come out. There is nothing the devil can do to stop you from making it. The church might not want you. They might not accept you. But God will accept you. Last week I I was preaching. I, I said... You, you know, the, the woman with the alabaster box of ointment. I said many of us wouldn't want her in our, in our church. Because they said she was a woman of the city. And she was a sinner. And we wouldn't want that woman in our church. But Jesus, Jesus said wherever the gospel is preached, there's going to be mention of this woman. If there's not a sinner... There's no need for a savior. And I don't care where the devil can push you. He can't push you where God can't reach you. Amen. The Bible says he had need to go through Samaria. Not because the priest was in Samaria. But because a woman was in Samaria. Hello. 
and said, oh, Pastor, how do you deal with this situation? This woman is married five times. But not only that, worse than that. But now she's living with a man that is not her husband. How do you deal with that? Grace. The grace of God. The grace of God. That grace of God go further than anything that you can commit on this side of glory. For he stayed there on the cross. He stayed there until every sin that was possible that you could have committed was paid for. Amen. Amen. She said, Messiah cometh and he's going to tell us what we ought to. He's going to tell us what to do about our martyr problems and all these things. He said, I that speak unto thee, I am he. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. I had to say that. And so, you know, they said, well, you know, it depends on who your mother and your father is. Because they said, you know, the prophet says, well, I can't see adultery being predestinated. So what your mother and father did, he said, that's not predestinated. And I can't see that in the rapture. He said he can't see that in the rapture. But I applied the blood of Jesus Christ. Because we were all born wrong to begin with. Amen. We were all born wrong. So whether you are married or you're not married, you're all born wrong to begin with. Is that right? It's not the act of your mother and father that is predestinated. It's the germ of life and the thoughts of God. So that's why God had to go beyond who your mama is. He has to go beyond what your father is. Are you there with me? He had to go back to himself. Hello. So God is not looking at how you came here. He's looking at what's in him. So when he said, let us, you are part of that. Amen. And there's no mortal and hurt that can change that purpose. You said, and brother Keith, how do I know that it's in me? It's revealed to you. Amen. Hallelujah. It's not what you do. It's what God did. So, you know, I was on drugs. I was doing all these things. And then I found God. You never find God. No, no. God was always calling back all his attributes. Amen. And in the time appointed. Hallelujah. You step into your position. Are you with me? Hallelujah. And if you don't believe that, then you are bound in the blood of Jesus Christ. Amen. Hallelujah. But it reaches to the highest mountain. And it flows to the lowest valley. The blood that gives me strength from day to day. It shall never, never lose its power. Amen. The prophet says now, paragraph 144, continue. He said, this is rich to me. Just even to think of it. See what God's purpose was. And why didn't he just keep Adam and Eve like that? Then he would never been able to express his fullness. His full attribute. Because he could have been a father there. 
That's true. But also, he's a savior. How do you know he was? He is because I've had the experience. He's a savior. And he had to express that. And how could he do it? Only through Christ. Amen? How could he be a son? Only through Christ. How could he be a healer? Only through Christ. All things are wound up into that one person, Jesus Christ. It's not wound in your mother and father. It's not wound in the denomination you come from. It's not wound in the country you live in. It's wound up in Jesus Christ. Amen. So get past your yesterday. Get past what you did in this world. Amen. Come up to the point of what he did for you. It's not what I did. It is what he did. Hallelujah. Second Corinthians 5.21 he said that he becomes sin for me. Amen. In other words, all the sin that you had commit and could commit, he become that. And for that, he he went to the cross and he paid the price of that sin. Then he said that you might become the righteousness of God in him. If you can believe that he becomes sin for you, why can't you believe that you become righteousness? If you are convicted of all the sins you have committed and he comes and pays the price, oh, hallelujah, then you can go free. Hallelujah. Amen. What kind of man is that? But he set me free. He said, and then to bring that fullness of the Godhead bodily, hallelujah, into a people that he could have the preeminence, the oversight, the leading. So what he did, he bring the fullness of the Godhead in you. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise God. 1963, the super sign, he said, oh God, if the world could only see that, that God and man are one. Amen. So not God and Christ now, but God and man. Christ Jesus bridged the gap to bring man back into the position of God. Because the sonship is only for a time until the plan of redemption is over and all that was in the mind of God go back to God. Then what need there for a son? No, no. Because redemption plan is over. I'll not leave one. None that the Father give me shall be lost. Save the son of perdition. Amen? Hallelujah. Praise God. He said... That super sign was that first man that God could come into. All that God was, he poured into Christ. And that's why we go through that this morning. And all that Christ was. So if listen, if you can believe that all that God was, he poured into Christ. Can you believe that all that Christ was, he poured into the church? If all that God was... He poured into Christ. What a revelation. What a revelation. Then can you step down now and believe that on all that Christ was, he poured into the church. Hallelujah. That set my heart rejoicing. Amen. A super sign. 
Hallelujah. God and man together. That was to be the super sign of the last day. When the entire Bible was to be fulfilled in the last day. A super sign. A virgin shall conceive. Hallelujah. And this conception, when it's brought forth, will be God manifested in flesh. Hallelujah. Amen. A super sign. They still don't believe it. But it was anyhow. It's still a super sign. Notice. Hallelujah. They've got Superman today. They've got fictions of Superman. And all these other kind of super things. But the church has got a super sign. God back in the church. Manifesting in human flesh. Is that right? And brethren. When the supernatural is returned to you, then we will say the word is made flesh again. Amen. Amen. It's not just on the pages of the Bible, but it has stepped from the page into a body. Somebody that will manifest that word. The Bible said that they did not believe him. But when he went into Nazareth where he was brought up and as the custom was on the Sabbath day, he went into the synagogue. They hand to him the scroll. And he found the place where it was written of him. The spirit of the Lord is upon me. For he has anointed me to preach deliverance to the captive. There were sinners. They were bound in sin. But he come preaching deliverance to the captive. The opening of the eyes of the blind. To set at liberty them that are bound. And he closed the book. He did not read the scripture for yesterday. For, for the future. He read the scripture for that day. And he handed back to the scroll. To, to the priest. And he take his seat. And look at what they said. They said is not this Joseph's son. We know his mother and father. You see they try. Though the mighty God had unveiled before them. They tried that if in their minds they could bring him down to themselves, then they could disbelieve. Hallelujah. But in all they're saying, he said, and this day is this scripture fulfilled in your ears. Amen. God and Christ has become one. This day is this scripture fulfilled in your very ears. Amen. All that Christ was, he poured into the church. And this day is this scripture fulfilled in your ears. And you hear it. Hallelujah. And said so John 14, 20 says, I'm even in the day. I'm sorry. He said, hallelujah. Help me. Said so John 14, 20. In that day, you will know that I am in the father, the father in me. And he didn't stop there. And I in you. May God help us to recognize our privilege that we have from God. Hey, listen, with this revelation, you ought to walk not like other Gentiles walk. Amen? You, you ought to stick your head up and let the world know that there's something about you. Amen. God has stepped down in this hour. God and man has become one. Hallelujah. Amen. He said, oh, if that was a super sign of that day, 
when that same spirit that was on Jesus Christ comes into his church to manifest the written word for today. Hallelujah. That is still the super sign. Amen. In St. John 14, 23, the Bible says, And Jesus answered and said unto him, If a man love me, he will keep my words. And my father will love him. And we will, we will come unto him and make our abode with him. In other words, we're going to live with him. In him. Amen. And you know, I want you to bear this in mind when we say the son and the father. When the Logos comes from the eternal spirit, to the Logos, that eternal spirit is Father. Amen? And the Logos was a veil. And when the Theophany man stepped there, amen, when he become Melchizedek, that veil that he come from, he says, Father. Amen? Hallelujah. And when from that Logos, he become the virgin born son, he looked back at that theophany and he says, Father, because it gave birth to himself. Hallelujah. Amen. God gave birth to God. Amen. So, so we said the eternal spirit give birth to the Logos. The Logos give birth to the theophany. Amen. And that theophany, hallelujah, he could not eat nor drink with man. But Brother Branham said he put on 16 elements. He put on dust. And Abram had communion with him. Genesis 14. But then in Genesis 18, he visited Abraham to confirm the promise. Which is your promise. Hallelujah. Amen. And he threw 16 elements. He threw on dust upon that theophany. And so Abram served him a meal and he had a meal with Abraham. God come down and feast with man. Hallelujah. And how do you know that he's God? With his back turned to the tent, he tell the secret that was in Sarah's heart. The Messiah sign that when he met the woman of Samaria. Hallelujah. Amen. And he said, go call, go call your husband. Because she said, give me that water. You go call your husband. I've got no husband. He said, you have well said. He know that she speak the truth. You have said it. But you see, the spirit never divorced you from those husbands. You've had five husbands. And the one you have now is not yours. You know, might be nobody in the city know that she had that sixth one. But he knows. I perceive you're a prophet. Only a prophet can do that. The same Messiah sign that was revealed to Abram and Sarah comes to the woman of Samaria. And that same sign is going to be in the bride. When we move from the intellectual and the fundamental and get to the supernatural. Church. We're not excited about what we hear. We become so starchy and stiff-necked about the word of God. Hallelujah. But when the real God 
unveiled before you. You see it. I don't care what my neighbor do. I don't care what the person beside me do. This joy overflow in my soul. You can't stop it from praise God. If you don't praise him, that's your business. But I'll tell you what, the sticks and the stone won't praise him because I'm going to praise the Lord. And the word of God said, let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. When I know where he brought me from and where I am. Hallelujah. Glory. Paragraph 160, Christ the mystery. He said, God expressed Jesus Christ, who was both Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. Did he say to you? He expressed Jesus. He was Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. The fullness of the Godhead bodily. Now, now, when the seventh seal is open. The complete fullness of the Godhead bodily dwells in the church. Not in William Branham. In the church. Hallelujah. The preeminence. All that God was. Watch him putting you now into the Godhead. All that God was. He poured into Christ the Logos. Hallelujah. And all that Christ was, he poured out into the church, the believers. So Colossians 1, 26 and 27 says, Even the mystery, which has been hid from ages and from generations, but now, now, this was 1963. There's something about the believer and the word of God. The unbeliever can read it and it don't make no sense to them. The make-believer can read it and don't make no sense to them. But when the believer read it, when it says, and now, hallelujah, you update that word. You cause that word to step from the page. Not the day when he said it, but today. But now, hallelujah, glory, hallelujah. Amen. You gotta know where you are. But now is made manifest to his saints. To whom God would make known what is the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Hallelujah. They say nobody can stop us now. Amen. Not even false doctrine can stop us now. Nobody, nothing can stop us now. When this mystery is made known to you. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. The prophet says the pregnancy of the word will bring forth. The finished body yes. of Jesus Christ. Amen. Yes. Mm? Amen. 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 What we have in this hour is not reformation. No, no, no. No, no, no. People think that to be a message believer is the way you dress, the way you fix your hair. And oh, no, no, no. no, no. Uh-uh. It's the pregnancy of the word. Yes. Hallelujah. Yes. 
which is a conception in you and it will bring forth the finished body of Jesus Christ. Amen. Hallelujah. What a glory that will be. Amen. Do you know for years the churches have sing about it? Amen. They talk about it, but they never know what it is because it was a mystery. It was hidden, but now it's made manifest to the saints. Hallelujah. The unveiling of God, 1964. He said, no. When it said there that he emptied himself or poured out now, we could think like this, uh, that he vomit up. The English word of empty or poured out from him, see, something went out of him that was different from him. Like I have a glass of water or a, and I pour the contents out. He said, it's not like that. No, don't, don't get it mixed up. No, no, no. Uh-uh. He said, but the word kinos in Greek does not mean that he vomit up. His arms went off or his eye went off another person. No, he said that is he changed himself. Hallelujah. He poured himself into, amen, into another mask. Hallelujah. Like when the eternal spirit comes into, hallelujah, the pillar of fire, the Shekinah glory, he changed himself. Hallelujah. He said, that is, he changed himself. He poured himself into, amen, into another mask, into another form. Not another person went out of him called the Holy Spirit. But it was he himself. Hallelujah. He himself poured himself into the people. It's Christ inside this life of mine. And you know sometimes. Because scarecrows had been upon our land. We don't say the word. Hallelujah. But it's a seven thunder life of mine. That mystery that was in the seventh seal is now in me. Remember, the book was bound on on the, the, you know, the the book was bound with the seal, the seven seals. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, you know, that's just the container. What's in it? Seven thunders. Amen. This is a bottle. Anything could be in it. What's in it? The anointing oil. That has been consecrated for a purpose. Amen. If this was the seventh seal, this bottle, what's in it? What's in it? Seven thunders. That's what it is. The revelation that come to you, that is the seven thunders. And it's bringing you rapturing faith. Hallelujah. So somebody said, Seven thunders, seven virtues. Hey, that don't stop me. That is just a squat on my ground. But that don't stop me to take hold of my landmark. If it's mine, it is mine. Amen. Because you know the Holy Ghost has searched all the way back and give you an abstract. Nobody can stop you now. 
Amen. Amen. Satan has no more hold on you. You're going to go through this. It's just like a drama that is set. Amen. That he already knows that you're going to have pitfalls. You're going to have an accident. You're going to have an operation. He knows all of that. But he's looking at the end of the display of that righteousness. Amen. Tomorrow you might have a bad day at work. And the next day you might have a good day. The next day you might have a great day. And the next day an excellent day. And the next day nothing happened. God knows all of that. But that's not what he's dealing with. No, he's looking at the end of the display. You're here to be tested. And whether you're up or you're down, there's a testimony. Hallelujah. Of him in you. You know, we ought to judge for trials. Because, Lord, this is temporal. But you know something, Lord? I know you know the end of all of this. And on the banister of heaven. You've got a Tiaphany house that you're going to. That have all the revelation of what God is bringing you to. And he sees the end as though it's the beginning. And he's whispering in your soul. Just press on. Press on. It's all right. It's all right. Amen. He's not going to give you more than you can bear. Keep going. And you pray here on this side. Lord. Let my soul believe what my theophany already know. <laughs> Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. In Ephesians 2.19. Let's go quickly now and take the communion. Hallelujah. Now therefore, ye are no more strangers. <laughs> Hallelujah. And foreigners. But fellow citizens with the saints and of the household of God. And are built upon the foundation of the apostles and prophets. Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone. In whom all the building fitly framed together. Growing up into the holy temple in the Lord. In whom he also are building together as an habitation of God. Through the Spirit. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Amen. Oh Jesus. Christ's life in you. Make him the center of the revelation. Christ and the Bible makes the Bible the complete revelation of Christ. And Christ in you make you the complete revelation of the whole thing. Hallelujah. Amen. What God is trying to do. This is it. This is it. You say, well, Brother Keith, I've got pain in my body. I'm getting old. This one's got to die. Amen. You, you, you won't have the, it like this in the change. As a matter of fact, you notice the Bible. Brother Wade, I want you to go and look at that. That when he speaks of the body after the resurrection... It never says flesh and blood. Because there's no more blood in your bloodstream after that. You see, the blood is not the life, but the life is in the blood. But when the redemption comes in and the change of the body, it's the Holy Ghost that will be in you that moves you. 
Therefore, you'll never go home. You know, if you, you know, I was talking to a friend that works with me, and you know, his uncle, you know, owns the funeral home in Linstead, and so he used to go on part time and help him to embalm the bodies. And he was telling me how he does it. He said, first, you've got to get out all the blood. He said, there's some arteries that you've got to get into, and you pump all the blood out of the body. You know why? Because if the blood is there, that body is going to decay. So they take out all that blood, and they put in the embalming fluid. And when the embalming fluid is in that body, you can set it aside in the corner for as long as you want to. It will never decay. Amen? You see, that's what God is going to do. In your change, it will remove the blood out of your body. And the Holy Ghost will be what's the life inside of you. You'll never grow old. But he's going to restore your youth like he's done the eagle. It's not as though you've been 50 years and a few days I'm going to be 58. Man, I've had some rough days. But he's going to restore that to my youth. But he's going to remove all the trials and the tests. Amen. I can just imagine. Some of you take your pictures when you were young and put it there. You're going to look better than that, I tell you. Because some of you, when you were 80, you, you really wasn't good looking. If you be honest with you, you know you weren't good looking. But in that renewed body, Richard, you'll be good looking. <laughs> I'm not saying you're not. Amen. Hallelujah. So I, I ain't going to take no picture of back then. No. Uh, last week, uh, Sister Rex had given me a picture of me when I was about 18 years old in a three-piece suit. And man, I said, I, I know why she married me. the the, the young boy was looking real good but in my change I'm going to be better than that I'm going to beat that fellow head on amen God has some great things in store for you and I hallelujah so in John 14 18 to 20 musicians you can come let's just close right here he said i will not leave you comfortless i will come to you a little while and the world seeth me no more but ye see me because i live he shall live also at that day this day when the revelation come forth you will know i'm in the father the father in me and i in you Hallelujah. In Christ, the mystery of God revealed, paragraph 448. He said, now notice, God making him is self-known. Not you are supposed to make converts to Christianity by government, but by the revelation. The Christ in you, as God was in Christ. As God was in Christ, Christ in you. Not when. What God did in Christ, Christ does in you. Hallelujah. What sign did God in Christ? Christ does in you. Oh, he said, isn't that beautiful? I like that. Jesus said, at that day, that's this day. Amen. Amen. 
And you might be in a position this evening where the revelation of the word has been delayed to you. Because you have not feed upon the word of God. But tell the devil this evening. My revelation is delayed. But it's not denied. I'm going to be. I am going to be. Exactly what God say I am. God bless you this evening. God bless you.
They're building so many feet thick concrete. They're taking these old bunkers and they're making them into places that you can make it through the Holocaust or whatever it is, you know, make it through the the uh, nuclear war that's coming or, or, or whatever more and something they're building this and building that and building this and building that and the rich folks think they're all going to be the same only ones that can stay around because they build the biggest shelters we build ours with feathers yes. we build ours with feathers greatest shelter there ever was was under the wings of Mama Eagle. Thank God for a prophet that was standing out there one day and he saw that great big eagle. Then he saw the one, he said, oh, it had been beat down because of the storm. You know, it had, it had to land. Well, they sometimes you might get a storm. It may beat you down and it may knock you to the ground. It may put you in a tree. But I'll promise you, that eagle never was not an eagle. Right. Doesn't matter how low he was sitting on the ground or he was sitting in a tree or he was soaring in the height, he was still an eagle. And when that storm went away, Brother Brown said, what did he do? He, he said he knew what he had. He said he pitched off that limb and said he never flapped his wings and went down and hit the current. Well, let's hit the current. But you got to spread them first. You got to know that you're an eagle, number one. You got to have confidence that you're an eagle. You got to have confidence that those two wings will take you wherever you need to go. Man can't ever build an airplane like God can build a, a, a bird. You take a little old bird, they'll just do this right here and they'll go right between two trees. You can't do that with an airplane. But they can do it. We got little hummingbirds all over the place at the house. What a mystery. The hummingbird with a body this big, wings that big, and they're flapping at several hundred thousand beats per second. You can't even see the wings. But they just zip around back and forth, you know. But you know what? God created that. God created that, and they created them for to be that way. And he created us to do what? Get out of here. Our purpose on this earth is to leave this earth. That's what our purpose is. It's not to stay here, it's to leave. So let's give Brother Keith another big hand. God bless you. Good to have each and every one of you here. We're going to take communion now. If you want to go ahead and, and um, the musicians can can exit off the stage, and we'll turn to First Corinthians um, eleven, verse twenty-three. Like I said, thank you, thank you, brother James. Good for good to see you, man. Haven't seen you in a little bit. Good to have you with us. He's been here many times before, so he's not a visitor. He's with family now. He's 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 comfortable. He's good. But good to have him with us and, and the sister with us too. God bless you. But we're going to take communion. <clears throat> Apostle Paul tells us, For I have received of the Lord that which also I delivered unto you, that the Lord Jesus, the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread. And what's Paul doing? Paul wasn't in the upper room, right? Paul wasn't there. He, by revelation, God's showing him a vision of what's going on. So there had to be the right interpretation. He had to give it to a prophet to give us the correct interpretation of what went on in that upper room. And when he had given thanks, he broke and said, Take, eat. This is my body, which is broken for you. This do in remembrance of me. After the same manner also, he took the cup. And he had, when he had supped, saying, This cup is the New Testament. He knew he had to die. Remember, we've been talking about a, a, a testament is not enforced without the death of a testator. 
So he knew he was going to die so this New Testament can come about. This cup is the New Testament in my blood. This do ye as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you do show the Lord's death till he come. Wherefore, whosoever shall eat this bread and drink this cup of the Lord unworthily, okay, shall be guilty of the body and blood of the Lord. But let a man examine himself. But, as our brother said, but God. But God has allowed us <laughs> to be able to take communion and not be, not be condemned if you'll do it right. Ask forgiveness. Amen. For as often you eat this bread and drink this cup, you do show the Lord's death. Wherefore, whosoever shall eat this bread and drink this cup of the Lord unworthily shall be guilty of the body and blood of the Lord. But let a man examine himself, and so let him eat of that bread and drink of that cup. For he that eateth and drinketh unworthily eateth and drinketh damnation. What to himself, not discerning the Lord's body. Now, who's the Lord's body? We are. All right? We're the Lord's body. For this cause, many are weak and sickly among you, and many sleep. For if we would judge ourselves, we should not be judged. But when we are judged, we are chastened of the Lord that we should not be condemned with the world. Separation. All right? Wherefore, my brethren, when you come together to eat, tarry one for another. And if any man hunger, let him eat at home, that you may, that you come not together unto condemnation. And the rest will I set in order when I come. Let's just take a moment of silence. Brother Ram said, pray for your pastor. Pray for your brothers. Ask God to forgive you your sins so that we can take this communion without having any condemnation. Father, just be with us as a body of believers. Forgive us of our mistakes and faults and our sins, Lord. We stand here, Lord, complete in you, Father. Not looking at any of our inadequacies or or the things that we, uh, complexes and different things, Lord, we look to you, the author and finisher of our faith. Father, just be with us now in the furtherment of this service in Jesus' name. Amen. The Bible said he took bread and he blessed it. Heavenly Father, this bread, Lord, was not made in some factory or come down some line and then was frozen and, and put in a box. Lord, it was made with holy hands. It was prepared, Lord, in a way that when we take it, Lord, that whatever's left over, Lord, we'll burn it because we don't want to hold it over till tomorrow, Father. I pray now, though, today, right now, this, this bread, Lord, that as we partake it, Lord, that it'll become, Lord, something new to us. Let us walk, Lord, in newness of life when we take this and realize that you, you hung on Calvary for our sins, Father, all of our sin. And, Lord, that your blood was shed, Lord, that, as our brother said, it's the life that's in that blood is what gives us strength, Father. Just bless it now in Jesus' name. Amen. I, I know I've said this before about some new ones here. We, uh, Mom dad was the deacon in the Baptist church, so he was uh, in charge of the communion. And uh, Brother John, I remember them getting the little wafer box out of the freezer and open it up, you know, like a, I'm sorry, but like a chicken pot pie. You know, you open the thing up, and there's all this doughy uh, squares, not knowing where it come from or who made it or, or what was going on. But that's that was their revelation of the bread. And then what we didn't use, we sure didn't have a revelation of because we just stuck it back in the freezer and used it the next month. 
at the Baptist church. And then Mama would pour the uh, Welch's grape juice into the cups halfway up because you had to cut it so them so them Baptists didn't get choked. So, but they didn't know. We're going to take real wine. Because real wine never gets old because that Welch's grape juice, it has an expiration date on it. This does not have an expiration date on it. But it's revelation. It's thank God for a prophet. He sent us a prophet to tell us these things and show us that it always was in the types in the Bible of the manna and all the things there, not not drinking uh, grape juice, but drinking wine because it gets better. Then we then he preached on stimulation of revelation and all that going together. There we 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 see that the Lord absolutely give us the real meaning of this right here. Right. Not just to take it because we have to, need to, but we want to. Amen. Right? Come right. boldly to the throne of grace. Right. Dear Heavenly Father, thanks for this wine. Yes. Lord, it was prepared, Lord, maybe even several months ago, but Lord, it's got better and better with age. Just as revelation, Lord, it just gets better and better, Lord. It gets gooder and gooder, Father. I pray that you sanctify it to our bodies, Lord, and be with this group of people, Lord. May we May we come under that sanctification that we were talking about, Lord, to clean us out, Lord, and set us aside for service more than we ever have before, Father. I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Come morning, I'll walk by the river. I'll rest, boy, what a day. The evergreen tree. I'll carry my cross through the midnight. Come morning, there's glory for me. Sometimes I'm despised and rejected. And I question, oh Father, how long get weary sometimes don't we take one more look at Mount Calvary and it gives me the strength to go on come morning thank God we had a prophet tell us rapture is going to take place in the morning sometime between 6 and 9 o'clock we're just going to step over into another dimension. And I was somewhere the other day, and someone in uh, Baptist or Methodist, he was talking about the wedding supper, wanting to know what we was going to eat and how we was going to serve it. Thank God for a prophet. He said, we're taking communion, so I'm not worried about the rest of it. Miles long, a table. Miles long. A table spread. Where the saints of God are fed. Amen. He invites his chosen people. Amen. Come and dine. <coughs> Bread and wine. Boy, talking about turning the water into wine for a for a, a, a wedding supper. This will be millions of people for miles that will have wine. And it'll never be it'll never be exhaustible. It will be inexhaustible. Amen. And we'll be able to just Hey, listen, he was down here one day and we needed bread and he just kept breaking it off and handing it to the people. Then he's got 5,000 people. He, he, he took that bread, 
And like Brother Brown said, he said, whatever molecule that was that burst in his hand, it cooked it while he had it in his hand. And man, it just didn't give you something doughy. It gave you the bread that was already cooked and the fish that was already fried or broiled, for those of you that are trying to lose weight. <clears throat> but that's all just a little microcosm of what we're going to see on the other side. We can't fathom it much, but we're trying. Us as ministers, we're trying to get you to see that you are the bride of Jesus Christ. You are why this whole thing, you're why the Bible was written. You're literally literally the Bible. We won't be carrying Bibles around in, in heaven, I don't believe. We become the Bible. And as we become the Bible, we are the pages, and we're all those, we're written epistles. And we're going to be able to tell our story. John's going to be able to tell his, Paul, Peter, all the different ones, be able to tell their story. And that will be things that are not written in this in this book right here. But it's like uh, Keith and I were talking to you. You, only, you need the blood. You need salvation here. You won't need salvation there. You'll be done. I've told you many times before. You didn't need faith. You needed faith this morning to get your clothes on, get in your car, start the car, and get to church, right? You had faith. Your faith. Amen. All right. Now, when you got here, you can't say, "Well, I got to have faith to get to church." No, we're here. Right. All right. Now, we may have to have faith to get back home, but you don't have to have faith when you're standing in it. And that's why that 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 brother Keith and we all we're all in one mind and one accord. We're trying to get this thing back together. Where man's trying to say, "No, we're going to get it over there." Correct. Everybody with me? We're going to get it over there. It's for them. Oh, I like what Brother Brown said this day. Amen. The Bible says at that day. Well, at, at that day is today. Amen. This day, this scripture is fulfilled in your ears. The scripture of the bridegroom and bride coming together has been fulfilled today. Will you grab a hold of it or will you let your day of visitation pass you by? It's left up to you. We're going to take communion and then we'll, sisters will go downstairs with foot washing and they'll get ready for the, uh, for the um, anniversary um, get together downstairs for, for mom and dad after we're finished. God bless you. Thank you for all, all of you for coming. Thank you for the uh, uh, message that Brother Keith gave us. Two, two messages poured his heart out and, uh, What'd you do? Get it word perfect? That's all we had. God knows. God knows. That was all we had, and it was the last one. Ryan got it. We, hey, we serve a good God. We serve a God that while he was sitting while he was sitting somewhere in his earthly journey, he looked out and said, They're only going to need forty four cups to that, that day, so that's exactly what we needed was forty four cups. So let's take communion. Thank you, Lord. Now, while they're taking up the the uh, yeah, tea. <clears throat> the Bible tells us in in John chapter thirteen. Said, "Thank you." And supper being ended, the devil, and having now put in the heart of Judas Iscariot, Simon's son, to betray him. Jesus, knowing that the Father had given all things into his hand, look, and that he was come from God. Somebody said that today, didn't they? Okay. 
that he was come from God and went to God. Now, whatever the whatever speaks at the bridegroom now, he's the bridegroom, we're the bride. A prophet of God told us those two comes together. Same scripture speaks of him, speaks of us. So guess what? Realize today that you come from God and you're going back to God. He rises from supper and laid aside his garment and took a towel and girded himself. And after that, he poured water into a basin and began to wash the disciples' feet and to wipe them with the towel wherewith he was girded. Then cometh he to Simon Peter, and Peter said unto him, Lord, dost thou wash my feet? Peter's fixing to, he's fixing to get a lesson because he's fixing to write this a few years later. So he's getting a lesson on that statue of perfect man. Humility, brotherly kindness, temperance, patience. All in this one little group right here. Then cometh he to Simon Peter, and Peter said unto him, Lord, do you wash my feet? Jesus said unto him, What I do thou knowest not now. He knew that. But thou shalt know hereafter. Second Peter 1. Peter said unto him, Thou shalt never wash my feet. Don't ever tell Jesus never. Because he's fixing to tell you something. Don't ever say never. All right? You shall never wash my feet. Jesus said, If I wash thee not, thou hast no part. He made it pretty plain, pretty straightforward, and and, and no beating around the bush, as we say in the South. He said, If I don't wash your feet, you'll have no part with me. In other words, your part with me will be cut off. That's why it's so important. Um, Simon Peter said unto him, Lord, not my feet only, but also my hands and my head. In other words, just pour it all over me now. Jesus said unto him, He that is washed needeth not saved to wash his feet, but is clean every whit. And ye are clean, but not all. For he knew who should betray him. Therefore he said, Ye are not all clean. So after he had washed their feet and had taken his garment and was set down, he said unto them, Know you what I have done to you? He's asking them a question. You call me Master and Lord, and you say, Well, for so I am. He's coming down to the end of his journey. Sometimes he wouldn't, he'd tell them not to call me this and don't call me that. He said, You call me Master and Lord? He said, so I am. I'm, I'm he. I'm him. All right? <clears throat> if I then, your Lord and Master, have washed your feet, you also ought to wash one another's feet. For I have given you an example that you should do as I have done to you. Verily, verily, I say unto you, the servant is not greater than his Lord. Neither is he that sent greater than he that sent him. I like this scripture here. If it's up on the screen, I want you to say this with me. If you know these things, sad, oh, I'm sorry, happy are you if you do them. Let's bow our heads. Dear Lord, thank you for this day that you give us. Thank you for the word of God we've heard. We pray that you bless Brother Keith. They're going to be taking a little R&R at our house for a couple of days. Lord, I pray that you just give him strength and bless him, Lord, as he continues back home. Lord, Wednesday and Sister Francine goes to, to Canada. Lord, we pray that you'd be with them, Lord. Bless their little business they have back there in Jamaica, Lord, that it'll prosper. And, Father, that all things will work well. Just be with each one that's here, Father. Be with the ones, Lord, that are sick, that couldn't be here to take communion, Lord. I pray, Lord, that in their heart that they would realize that you are the Savior and the Healer and the Redeemer. And, Lord, all those redemptive blessings will come to them, Lord, if they'll just ask. Thank you for bringing each one here, Lord. I pray as they go home that the wheels turn and the... Guardian angels will be right there on each wheel, taking them to their destination. Father, be with each one, Lord, that's sin sick. Father, we know we have many needs, Lord. I pray that you just sanctify us for this journey, Lord. Be with Brother Aaron Wednesday night as he comes and speaks. And the meeting coming up this weekend with Brother Jason Jackson. Lord, coming in on Saturday, we pray, Lord, that you'd give us, Lord, 
uh, a supernatural meeting, Lord, for Saturday and Sunday, and that you'll come among us, Lord, and, and that you'll heal the sick, raise the dead. Lord, cast out spirits, as Brother Ron was preaching. That's our commission. You told us to do that. Lord, to believe in your name, Father, and we do. The great and, and wonderful name of the Lord Jesus Christ we ask. Amen. Your sisters are dismissed. Go downstairs. Make sure I always say, be reverent. No talking, no laughing.